everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Elsewhere, a podcast all about simply being somewhere else and creating memories outside of the normal 9 to 5. I'm your host, Victoria Willoughby, and I can't wait for you to hear what we've got in store for you today. Typically, as we go throughout the season, I'll be inviting guests to the show and listening to their travel stories for the very first time right along with you. But since it's our first episode, I thought a great way to introduce myself would be to tell you a little travel story of my own along with my boyfriend, Charles Strand. Hey, Charlie, you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Hello, everybody. I'm Charlie. I'm Victoria's boyfriend and excited to share the details of our first trip to Europe together. This wasn't really something we had planned on doing, I feel like, but my impulsiveness and the notification I got for those cheap, cheap tickets to Paris is what spurred the whole thing, right? Yeah, we'd been dating for a couple of years at this point already, and I was trying to go to Australia, but Victoria had some kind of app downloaded where she found this of course, incredibly cheap deal with tickets to Europe direct on American Airlines from Chicago to Paris. And it was below 400 bucks. and she shared the, the price. And being a value shopper, I, I couldn't turn down the opportunity to go. So we booked it and went out. So as Charlie mentioned, I had convinced him that we should get these cheap tickets to Paris which was a place that I had always wanted to go. The tickets, I think, were like $372 each for a round-trip flight from Chicago to Paris on American Airlines, and the trip was scheduled for a total of 10 days. So even though I would have been thrilled to spend the entire 10 days in Paris, Charlie and I agreed before we went that I could plan the first half of the trip, so five days, and he could plan the second half, because he was wanting to take a quick flight to somewhere else in Europe and not stay in one place the entire time. So for my half, I had a lot of trouble deciding where that flight was going to be, and I actually spent the bulk of the flight to Europe still trying to plan where we were going to go. Victoria had her half planned out weeks in advance, and I didn't even have a location selected by the time we were already on the way to Europe. So... I spent a lot of time reading through one of the books called The Best of Europe that my mom had gotten me, and a lot of different things sounded interesting, but I, my goal was, by the time we landed, to have a place picked out in an itinerary set, and we landed, and I still didn't even know where we were going to go. So, it was a little bit of a rough start to the trip, because I was exhausted and not fully up for the itinerary for day one that Victoria had put together. But we got through it and ultimately had a good time in Paris. And one of the most memorable parts of the trip was meeting the hotel concierge at our Parisian hotel, who was from Tunisia. And I ended up talking to him a lot. And he helped me to select a place to go that was going to accomplish my adventure checklist. And we selected Italy. So after all of this said and done, we've booked our flights to Venice and our train tickets to the Cinque Terre. And... We're leaving Paris on the train, headed to the airport. The train is absolutely packed, and Charlie and I are actually standing on opposite sides of the train car, just making eye contact, and somehow his suitcase goes rolling down the middle section of the train, and I just remember being like, what is happening? Like, keep a hold of your bag. So I see him go retrieve it, and then our stop comes up, so we exit the train, and 
The weird thing about Paris and other countries in Europe, like Portugal for instance, is that in order to exit the train platform, you have to scan the ticket that you used to get onto the train platform, which I guess like makes a ton of sense. It's just not what I'm used to here in Chicago. But anyway, I dig out my train ticket and exit the platform, and then I turn around to wait for Charlie, and he tries to get his train ticket out of his wallet, and we notice that it's missing, and he must have been pickpocketed on the train. So, turns out that his luggage rolling down the car was probably just a diversion to distract him, and now not only are we down the cash we had just taken out of the ATM and have to deal with canceling a bunch of credit cards, he also can't exit the train platform so we can make our flight to Venice. And, I mean, thank goodness we do end up making our flight by the skin of our teeth because Charlie was able to sneak in behind someone else who swiped their ticket, but man, if this wasn't foreshadowing for what our time in Italy was like, I don't know what it was. So when we finally got to Italy in Venice, the trip started turning around and we found some some nice peace when we walked into our hotel room that we booked on Hotel Tonight in a luxury building and you opened the door and there were slippers and robes and a black tile wall and it was just really, really nice. So it was great to, to kind of kick our feet up and take a breath for a bit after a, a stressful trip. So after that peaceful night's sleep, we wake up feeling totally refreshed. There's a huge buffet in the dining room with free breakfast, and we're finally feeling like this is gonna be great. Like we're starting off the day on a great note. And it wasn't. We ended up eating subpar Italian food at multiple places because we just did no research and had no idea where to go. We took a water taxi ride that made me seasick and paid an extra tax to have a glass of wine at the table by the water because I insisted, um, which we didn't know about until the bill arrived. And to top it all off, got swindled out of most of the cash we had left because I just had to ride in a gondola with a gondolier serenading us and then It was only 30 minutes when it was supposed to be an hour, and then he didn't even end up singing. So after all of this, our amazing hotel wasn't even able to extend our stay for the night because they were totally booked, and we ended up finding a room at the two-star hotel right next door to the stay, uh, which sounded good at the time because we wouldn't have to lug our bags all over Venice, Um, but we got inside and the entire place smelled like cigarettes. There was no elevator, so we had to lug our bags up multiple flights of stairs anyway. And I'm pretty sure that I remember something weird was going on with the plumbing in the bathroom. So needless to say, we slept fully clothed on top of the bed and couldn't wait to catch our train. And it was time finally to get the hell out of Venice. So when we finally did get out of Venice, we were excited to be on the train and getting out of town and going somewhere new in Italy. But the next batch of problems we had is we didn't have anywhere to stay yet and we didn't have any internet on our phones and the train was uh, a tough place to try to book something. We did find a listing for a property in Rio Maggiore, which is one of the five cities that 
the Cinque Terre is made up of, but it was all in Italian and we couldn't really get any information. And this really sweet girl on the train from Germany actually spoke Italian and English and German, of course, and was kind of just sitting across from us watching us struggle and offered to just make a phone call on our behalf and figure out what the deal was if they had any openings. So she called them up and it turns out they had one room left and she was able to just say that we were going to take it and gave us the instructions for how to get there which was really helpful. And we got off the train and walked right over to the biggest hill I ever had to walk up with a suitcase but when we finally got to the top we had an amazing view of the city of Rio Maggiore and also the ocean so it was a great spot to spend the night and even prettier the next day to wake up with some sunlight. Yeah it really was just like a stunning place to be and if you've ever seen Disney's Luca that is exactly where we were and we woke up the next day just ready to hit the ground running and the main attraction of the Cinque Terre which means five cities is the hike that goes between them all. So you're right there on the coast of Italy, bordering the Mediterranean Sea, and there are five colorful, tiny, cute little towns uh, with a hiking path between them all. So you can hike from one town to the next and stop for a bit if you want to grab lunch or a drink or do some shopping and then continue on your way. Um, But it is like an all-day affair to finish. And Charlie was super excited about it, and I am not much of a hiker myself, but was excited to see more of the country and have those beautiful views. So I tied up my shoelaces and we hit the path. It's a great experience, but I'll admit it, I was tired even after the short portion that we did because most of the trail ended up being closed. Um... But we did decide to stop in the town we ended up in for some nice, authentic Italian before um, we were heading home to the States the next day. And once again, because we did no research, the food was just okay, but we were seated by the water, so we decided to linger and enjoy the house wine and the view for a little bit longer. Um, But eventually, we head back up to our room to pick up our bags and head to the train station so we could board a train to take us to Milan so we could catch a flight back to Paris so then we could finally catch our flight home to Chicago. So we had a long travel day ahead of us. The first part of that travel day started standing on the train platform in Cinque Terre waiting for the train back to Milan. And we had just eaten dinner. It was around 7 o'clock. And after standing around for a while, we realized that this was taking a lot longer than we expected. So we started checking the train schedule to learn that we'd missed the last train going to Milan for the day, which was a big problem because we needed to go fly from Milan directly back to Paris to make our return trip. So after a little bit of frantic thinking, we decided that we could at least ride to Genoa And we started problem solving about how we were going to go get the rest of the way to Milan and started looking at different car companies. It was already kind of late, around 11 o'clock. Most of the stuff was closed. There were no other trains going. And we stumbled across this 
website that listed 24-7 access to rentals. So we, we pulled it up, looked into it a little bit. I called the number and the guy only spoke Spanish, which actually worked out decently because I, I was able to cover the basics and we arranged a booking for that evening and were sent a picture of the vehicle. So, like Charlie said, the guy he spoke with on the phone sent a photo of the car we were going to be renting, saying that it would be delivered at the hotel that we were killing time at. So, Charlie gets a text, and we open it up, and the picture we get is a large white van, and I don't mean like a minivan, I mean like a work van, like one of those vans you would see with a carpet cleaning business or a plumbing company and it pulls up outside and this thing has no windows it's huge and I'm realizing that I am the one who's going to have to be driving this because Charlie's wallet was stolen on the train in Paris and I'm the only one with a driver's license so with nothing left to do I just start cracking up because it is just so insane how this trip is starting to unfold, and I have no idea how we got to the- So, the guy Charlie spoke with gets out, and we learn that, no, I am in fact not going to be driving this van three hours north to Milan. We didn't actually rent a car, we hired a driver. So, part of me is like, okay, thank goodness, because the idea of me behind the wheel of that vehicle in a country that I've never been in in the middle of the night was kind of terrifying. So, Charlie pays the guy about 300-ish euros, and he gets out and picks up our bags to put them in the back, and meanwhile, I open the door to the back seat of the van so Charlie and I can get in, and then the guy gets into the driver's seat shortly after. So, I'm trying to get as comfortable as I can because at this point, it's nearly one in the morning, and I'm just trying to catch some sleep before we get to the airport, but the next thing I know these crazy lights and like a disco ball and party music come on and I realize okay yeah we hired a driver the driver of a party bus so long story short we hired a party bus to drive us in the middle of the night to Milan I am not going to be getting any sleep and neither is Charlie so um like I said the guy driving us spoke Spanish and Charlie used that three hours to practice his Spanish and they had some sort of conversation that I couldn't follow. Yeah, he was a nice guy, and it was hard to understand everything, but definitely a lively fellow, and he he was telling us about how he ran a whole party bus business and just ran 24-7 because of the tourism um, and kind of the appetite for late nights, but turned out that he was also willing to drive us all the way out to the airport. We showed up around 4 o'clock for a 6 o'clock flight, so made it. Got back on the EasyJet flight from Milan to Paris and made our flight home. Yeah, so happy that we finally made it back to Paris and we could utilize the other half of that $372 ticket because buying a new flight the day of for thousands of dollars definitely would have made that whole trip probably not worth it. So, moral of the story, if you travel to Italy, check the train schedule and don't miss the last train back. 
Well, everyone, that is going to be it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Charlie, thank you so much for hopping on and helping me tell the story of our first trip to Europe. You can catch the next Elsewhere episode next Sunday, March 13th at 8 p.m. Until then, if you have any travel stories, we would love to hear from you please go to our website at www.elsewherepod.com where you can submit them on the Contact Us page. We look forward to hearing from you. Bye.